What is going on, everyone? Uh, the game, it turned out being a good game. Even even when it was 29 nothing. the fact that the Vikings, if you had a Viking player, um, was still putting up points. So it was not a game, like I said, where it was a fearful of a 7-3 to halftime score. That said, my goodness, Justin Jefferson for Eric, he left so much points on the board with those touchdowns. I know he could have had three touchdowns. One of them he dropped. One of them was just, you know, just out of his grasp. I almost, when I watched it, it was like, if he had just dove, it looked like he dove at the last second after it already was passing his hand. Um, yeah, there was so much there for Justin Jefferson. Still a good game, but not as much as he probably could have had. Just like with me, with Fryermuth, I know that last one, he had it. It got punched out, but still, man, if he had just gripped it with those hands sooner and sucked that in like a vacuum, I really was hoping they could have tied it. I, I wanted the Vikings to win. But still, I wanted to go to overtime and just more points for everybody. Uh, Dalvin Cook, easily the the man of the hour, 200 yards. And I was just watching going, oh, what if he gets, you know, he got to 190 and then he got to 198. And then they gave him two yards, but on the app they didn't. They fixed it where he was at 199. I'm like, oh, you don't want to. We've seen that where you're like, dude, just just give me one more carry. And he got the yards. So excellent game for Dino Dan. That's what he needed. You know, it was it is a gamble because looking back, we don't know. They they say that, right? You know, oh, how many times have we seen them say, oh, you know what? This guy's going to be – he's no limitations. And then you're like, the guy touched the ball three times in the first half. So it's just like you go, what, what a load of crap. I mean, it goes back to just three or four weeks ago where I was desperate and I played Rashad Penny where they said all week, this is his best week of practice he's ever had, right? This is like his fourth year, third year whatever it is, he is, this is it, you know, Carson's gone, he's going to be, this is his week, he's going to be the team lead, his first carry went for like 12, 13 yards, he looked good, he did not touch the ball again, and I know he got hurt later, but he wasn't hurt right there, he did not touch the ball again until the second half, and it was just like, what, I mean, how misleading, and that can be so frustrating, so when you see a superstar, obviously way better than Rashad Penny, I'm, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying that when you see a player who goes out there, and you know can get it done, and he's got his arm in, in a sling or in some kind of protective gear, and they say, hey, he's a full go, well, then, sweet, you put him out there. It was still a gamble by Dino. Um, I thought it was a good one. You know, I thought it was a good one to still play him because if he goes out there and does not get it done, the same problem I've had with Barkley a bunch in his career, that he goes out there, they say he's going to play 70%, and maybe he gets 60% or 50%, but the touches he gets are nothing. There's no offensive line uh, play, whatever it is. It's still a gamble. You can't take it. I'd rather t play Dalvin Cook tonight or last night. I'd rather have played Cook and he goes out there and gets, you know, 12 carries and 50 yards, right, and a couple catches and he finishes the game with eight points than if I just left him on my bench. I think what a perfect example last week was with Zeke. Zeke was not out. Zeke was just – they were talking about resting him. And then they said, you know what? He's had a good week of practice on the short week. We're going to still play him. He's a different scenario. Tony Pollard gets way more work than Alexander Madison does. Pollard has been more explosive. So in that, I would feel like how when Nick did not play Zeke last week, I agreed with that. I would not have done that as well with his roster. Not only like with mine, I would have played him. You know, I, Zeke or Rashad Penny, 
or what I Tevin Coleman, who I had last week. Yeah, you're going Zeke. But when you had the the depth Nick has, he can afford to do that. And I, if Zeke went off, I if I was Nick, I would not have regretted it because Zeke has not gone off to any gigantic games this year. He's had some good ones. He's been consistent, but he's not had gigantic games. Nick has not won or lost based on Zeke. And one more thing. Zeke was going against a Saints defense that had been pretty good against the run. You know, Tony Pollard ended up having the better night. Uh, I think overall he had the big touchdown run. So with that said, Dalvin Cook, yeah, I think once we, they were talking about throughout the day, it was a game time decision. Then I was seeing like at three, three o'clock or something, they were saying some of the apps were like, hey, he's, he's going to be a go. He's going to be active. And I thought Dino made the right choice. With, with all the depth he has, I know he has Nick Chubb. I feel safer at home against a bad Steeler defense um, that we've seen teams run on before. But, man, the holes he had, he just – I mean, it was just like driving a car through those. That was outstanding, outstanding performance. And it's exactly what Dino needs. The only downside for the evening out of everyone, I and nothing's worse. The only thing worse than having a bad game, right, like if a guy goes out, underperforms, he, he did not meet expectation, is when they get injured. And I think that's what really hurt – Matt's team because we've seen right we've seen TJ TJ Watt maybe he goes out there we talked about 31 points last week two points against Cincinnati and in that Cincinnati game he played 55 percent right he played 56 percent against Chicago and 28 points so you know he just has to be out give him 50 to 60 percent of the snaps he will do his damage well I don't know what his percentage was but I know he only played the first half and not even all of it uh there was a few plays where you could see him actually pulling at his groin where you could tell he was like, oh, he might have a tweak. It might not be that bad. And then finally he just pulled himself out. And that is the only one tackle. I thought he had more than that. Maybe the stack correct will give him an assist. But there was a couple tackles I saw him jumping in on. And he had a – let me see, did he get credit for it? Let me check his points. He did have – where is he? Did I give it to him? There we go. He did. So he got the assist tackle, half a point. He got a tackle for half a point, 0.50, and he got hit, the hit on the quarterback. I was going to say if they gave that to him, they did. Yeah, because he did get a hit on the QB right as Cousins got rid of it. So very disappointing. That is a huge blow as not only did he not get the 14 points as projected, Matt usually relies on TJ to give him a good 20 to 30-point game, and he did not get that. We'll see. if 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 – I mean, looking at the rosters as we're going to break down this game, we'll start with Dino, just the fact that we just were covering how amazing the night was for Cook. We'll start with Matt against Dino. Um, starting with quarterbacks, I'm going Mahomes. Even if we didn't see last night's game where Cousins threw, got 18 points, he went four points under his projection. You take it where you can get it. If you're Matt, you got to look at any kind of bright side. As right now, it's projected 176 for Matt, 212 for Dino. We've seen these after Thursday night games. We've seen this after Sunday morning games where everything's going great for your team and it goes, oh, I'm on projection to get 223 and you finish scoring 189, something around that. So we know unless you just have a great week with everyone, which is super rare, you know, you got to get, we've seen teams go 260. We've seen teams go 250, Nick, this year. Um, it's It's got to go like 80% of your roster has to be outstanding or you have, like Jacob did last week, like four monster games from your guys. Well, he got one of them with Dalvin Cook. Nearly 50 points, 48 points with the 200 yards and the two touchdowns. So big performance there. But back to the quarterbacks, Mahomes, 
he has to do what he did against the Raiders last time. He needs – Matt needs this now more than ever. Uh, we'll still see. Right now, um, Nick is – we talked about that game last night about how, you know, Elijah did have a potential. Looking at that, I'm going to jump over there real quick. Nick had 15 points for uh, Deontay Johnson and 10 for Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, I thought, was a great play. He had six tackles, one pass defend. You would have liked to see him get a few more tackles. Maybe if some of the receivers had caught more, there were some deflections and uh, drops from other players. So, uh, And then Harrison Smith, 15 points. He had the big one at the end where he punched the ball out. I don't know if he gets credit for that, but 15 points, that's a good start for Elijah, right? His 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 guy outscored uh, Knicks by five. And then now we have to see Deon, uh, Deontay Johnson at 15 points. It's looking good now. It's going to come down to that Godwin and Tom Brady. Who comes out on top? If if Godwin outscores Brady, right, they can both have monster games. But if Godwin outscores Brady, that would be looking really good for Elisha. He's right now only projected to lose by three points. That is way too close to where if I'm Dino or Matt, I'm I'm pretty nervous. And because we all we've already covered it to death, so I'm not going to talk about it. But yes, the loser of this game is going to be very nervous. I'm nervous for the for everybody in this. Elijah probably the least because he wants to win the championship. He's told me straight up, just like everyone does. He wants to win it. That's only when he cares about. He's like, he's won the regular season title before. I don't believe he ever won the president's. Maybe, maybe he did. He might have won it that year. But I know he's he's won those. He doesn't care. He's like, I don't care. I don't want those. He said, I want to win the championship. I want he would take that trophy to his house. He would take the belt. The other stuff, he's like, yeah, I don't really care about. So that's all he cares about. So I know he does want to make the playoffs, but he's not going to be nervous. He's like, eh. you know, I don't think he feels like his team is that great this year, that it, it could beat the likes of Nick, which he could do this week, but uh, beat Dino, beat Eric, beat Austin. You know, it's, it's, it's an uphill climb. And what he's done, he did it two years ago, made the championship and lost. Disappointingly for him, that was his second finally lost. Maybe the third time's a charm. But – I'm not as nervous for him. I'm as I'm very nervous for the fact that Matt and Dino invested so much in this season, and they are two of the best teams in the league. They're, of the twelve teams, I would rank them those two. You got to put them in the top five. You know, um, at this stage, I would say the depth of Dino and Matt are both better than me. Right, I built uh, my team at going six. Six and one and seven and two. Since then, I think uh, since I was six and one, uh, I've gone what two and four. So I have not been outstanding. I think this time of year, I would definitely put Dino and Matt both ahead of me. That's why it's so important week in and week out to win those games at the end of the season because one of them not making the playoffs would be just as the commissioner of the league as what I I want to see uh, the top teams in. It would be very very uh, disappointing because. Like I said, they've both made trades, multiple trades. They both have been active from week one. They've both put so much effort into winning the division, winning it. And originally, I planned on both of them, not planned like uh, it's WWE, like I'm planning it. But I, had, like most of us probably, just assumed they were both going to win last week. You know, they were both going to get their games done. Dino scored 200 points, stat correction. Remember, he was at 199. Of course, this week he he gets the stat correction and gets it. I didn't he lose a one point game that nothing happened or something like that. Somebody did uh, last week or two weeks ago, and it didn't didn't change. <sighs> Excuse me. 
But, you know, I really did think they were both going to win. You know, we talked about Mario could get the victory if the Raiders played well. We talked about Jacob uh, two weeks before. The week before, he didn't score well. He was like 120, 119, whatever it was. But two weeks before, he had scored, I want to say, 195 to 205, somewhere in that range. And he lost. He almost pulled the upset and lost. So that's why it was so huge that he that both Dino and Matt lost. Because if they had both won this week, they're in. It would, Like I said, remember I even mentioned that, I think, in one of the podcasts. I said, you know, if Dino and Matt both win this that week, they'll meet up uh, the last game of the season for what? The winner will be the three seed. The loser will be um, the six seed. And they will meet up. And it'll just be a rematch. They would basically be playing this match. And then next week, the only thing that would be on the line is lifetime win. You'd get one more lifetime regular season win. And you would be the three seed. Meaning it does have value in the second round. You would not be playing the top seed. You'd be playing the number two seed. Right? So you'd go on to play Nick. Not Not that that's a great gift as opposed to Austin or Eric. So that was it. But the fact that they both lost is like, wow. That, that the season now, you know, Brian could could be a huge factor as his spoiler alert. Jacob and Mario, huge factors in these incredible upsets that just put a wrench in the playoffs for this year and could allow Elijah's team in it. And who knows? We, we saw in the, the video, if you saw the video I made, if you looked on that video, the the – one point I forgot to make last night is one of the things I said is with all the t- regular season teams, champions are all double digit wins except for one. And all the playoff teams, as we went through that, they were not double digits. That was my point I had made a long time ago, a long time ago, where I said, remember, I go, if you win them both, you always want to win the main championship. Yes, you want to be a champion. That's what you set out every time. You want to just, at least for me, it was always, let me just win one. I've been very fortunate to win more than one, but I was like, just let me win one. So I know what it feels like. I got it. I, no one can say, Hey, you know what, what do you, you're not, you're the Detroit lions, bro. You never won. I want, wanted to win one. Um, but I always said, once you get that, my favorite trophy is the regular season trophy. Presidents is up there too, because the highest scoring team is usually the best. Um, that's saying something that you put a roster together to score the most points. Winning the regular season title means you're a really good team. Does that, and, but you could get those victories, right, with the 149 to 139. You get low-scoring victories, maybe three, two to three a year. And you weren't the best team that week. You might have been the seventh best team that week. You were just fortunate. So the win-loss can be misleading. Um, but still, as you look at it, everyone, other than one season, and this season it'll be again, everyone has double-digit wins. And then you go to the championship, and we counted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of the ten champions, eight out of the ten champions are single digit, which just proved my point was you just have to just get hot. It just shows that winning the regular season title means through 12 to now 14 game season, you were the best in a three-month span. You were the best over a three-month span, and that is hard work, and that is a huge achievement. Winning the championship means you were one of the top six teams, you know, even the sixth-place team who won it last year, but you were just good enough to be, you know, pretty good team. I mean, Brian, six and seven, Austin, eight and five, Austin, seven and six, 
Nick six and seven, me seven and eight and seven and six earlier in the, in the league history where you're like, eh, good team, not a great team and won the championship. You just got hot for a two or three week span. And that's why I was saying it's still hard, right? It's still hard. It's just that, uh, you don't have to be the best to be the best. <laughs> if you, if that makes sense, you don't have to be the best to be the best at the end of the year to win the regular season champion. You do have to be the best that I don't, I got off on that. I got on that point. I don't know why, what was I talking? I wanted to bring that up because I thought of that earlier today that I meant to say that last night and I forgot to, um, Oh yeah. It was going to basically be that like Elijah could sneak in. And if he won, nobody in our league is going to say Elijah's the best team. Nobody, he would win the championship and you would say, like the New York Giants when they beat the Patriots, it does not matter. You weren't the best team. You did what you had to do to get to this point, and then you capitalized on it, and that's all it is. You know, make the right roster moves. Maybe there's a big waiver wire pickup right before or during the playoffs. Maybe you made that trade deadline uh, pickup, and it, you know, a la Todd Gurley for Austin when he was seven and six, won his first year. Uh, Gurley carried everyone through last year. Oh, I'm not even going to bring that up. Um, but so Dino and Matt, the loser possibly could be out. That would be like, wow. Cause both of them are capable. Both of looking at their teams, both of them are a hundred, 100% capable of winning the championship. Now they could both make it one would, they would, you know, if they both make it, they're going to play each other. Let's say Elijah loses. Well, then this is going to be a rematch next week. And one of them is going to be out in the first round anyways. So, you know, this could all be for not but one of them would go on. And that's my point is that uh, if Elijah gets in, none of them can go on after the, the first week. You know, they can both be out the first round anyway. So, so who knows? Uh, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's disappointing. It's sad because you see so much work and effort put into it. And I will feel bad for the loser, whoever, if, if the loser does not make the playoffs. Now, if you're on the playoffs, I don't feel bad. You know, I, I have I have personal feelings on certain issues I keep to myself because that's just Danny talking. Right now, this is commissioner talking. As commissioner, I will not feel bad if, if whoever gets out. You made it. You enjoy it. You deserve it because you're there. But if you're out, man, I don't have any pity for for that. You Because your hard work was to, one, make the playoffs, and you're rewarded with that. And then you're number two, now you got to get lucky. <laughs> you know, honestly, you got to get lucky, and you'll win the championship. And if you're out, the team that you're playing against is either A, better, or B, they got lucky. And I've been on the other side of that multiple times, you know, back-to-back -back years. I was one and done, you know, got the bye week and was out to teams that throughout a 13-game season, I was way better than. And that's, that's part of it. No pity. Nobody takes pity, you know, and that's the way it goes. You move on. Good job, uh, Elijah. He beat me, and he went to the final and lost. And then last year, good job, Brian. He went to the final and won. So – you know what? That's just the way it goes. You got to take it that way. But as far as this week, and I know I rambled on so much about it. My point was this week, I will feel bad for Matt or Dino if one of them don't get in, you know, even probably more so for Dino, nothing against Matt. You know, I'm Matt doesn't make it. He still had an outstanding season and we'd seen, you know, he had been uh, one of the cellar dwellers since he won the championship, but he can always go back and say, Hey, I'm Hall league hall of fame, which well, that's another story we need to revisit one day. Do we still want to even do that? I'm always up for that, but I never hear any chatter about it. So I'm like, you know what? If no one talks about it, I'll let it go. But 
either way, I mean, I guess we don't really need it because there's only 12 of us. It's not like there's people rotating in after someone retires, you know? So eventually you're going to be like, Hey, 22 years in, can I get in the hall of fame yet? I got to have enough wins. And it's like, no, dude, you got two playoff appearances. You're not in the hall of fame. Uh, and can we rescind? Can we take it away? Right? Because after Matt made the Hall of Fame and won the championship, other than this year, he's been one of the worst teams in the league. So, you know, do we go, hey, you know what? We're going to pull that back, Matt. You are now kicked out of the Hall of Fame. That might make it interesting. And maybe then we can bring it back in discussion. Uh, you can be in the Hall of Fame, but if you have three to four years of just complete garbage and we don't see any kind of sun rising on your team anytime soon. It's you're not allowed to be in there. It's a fraternity of rotating people. That's one up, up one thing we could say. But if Matt does lose, I would feel bad for him. But he has won a championship. He has been at the top of the mountaintop. Dino has come very close. You know, he's been one of the best in the regular season. Uh, he's won the championship. He's got the greatest start in team history at nine and zero league history. So you know he knows what it's like. He's had the bye week. He's multiple times. You know, he's been the second seed. He's been the first seed. So, but he's never won that championship. And so I think being so close and being so good throughout the year um, to not even get a chance to contend for it in the playoffs, I would feel a little more disappointed for Dino than I would for Matt. And that said, they can both go on. Let me get back to the game because uh, I got to get going. My wife is waiting and we're watch, trying to watch a show and she is not happy. She cannot wait till this football season to be over. So, Mahomes over Cousins. Running backs, Robinson, Mixon, it does not matter at this point. Now, before I say that, it does in the fact that uh, Robinson, terrible last time against the Rams, right? He fumbled and he didn't get a lot of touches after. He's playing Tennessee. The last time he played Tennessee, he had 27 points, almost 150 yards and a touchdown. Now, that was at home. This time it's on the road. He could still do that. You know, if he gets the work, he could still do that. If, if you tell me Robinson goes out for 15 to 20 and Joe Mixon, who is playing the 49ers at home, right? They're at, they're at Cincinnati and he came off a bad game against a, a Chargers team that usually does not stop the run. He did have that fumble. That offense got kicking and going later, but 30, he had 20, look, look at these games, 25 against the Jets, 29 against Cleveland, 31 against the Raiders and 39 against Pittsburgh. He's playing San Francisco. He could easily go out for 25 to 30 again, right? We got to see how the offense goes. But he, they said he did miss Thursday's practice because of illness. I think he'll be fine. It's You really need um, Joe Burrow. He needs to be in that offense to get it rolling. So I still like Matt's running backs, right? I still feel like both his running backs can still go for 20. If they both do, they're still eight points behind just Cook. And I think Patterson will be good for 12 to 30. Patterson's such a wide range, but he's almost always double digits. So let's say Patterson goes for 15. It's in the 60s. That's almost a 20-point swing for Dino just on running backs. That's why it's so huge. And I'm just breaking down. Remember, I used to always do this back in the day. It would be, honestly, and it was. Most of the time, I would I want to say 70% of the time at least. If your quarterback and two running backs – combined for 75 points, you won most games. And I know it sounds like, well, obvious. No, no, no. There's times where receivers can have great games or whatever. But what I would always look at the breakdowns when I would do the videos and it'd be like, oh boy, your quarterback got 30, your running back got 27, and your other running back got 30. It's like, dude, 
you're you're winning almost like I said a huge percentage of the time those teams won. So he's already got 50 from Cook, 18 from Cousins. If Patterson goes for over 25 or so, you know what he's got? Not even 25, just 20. He's gonna be well over 75, 78, 79. So that would give Dino a huge, huge advantage. Seeing how Cooper Cup, he's limited in Thursday's practice. Not good. It's yeah, it's got to be. This has to be the week. Mahomes doesn't need. Well, of course, Matt. Maybe he does need 50. But if he can get a 35 to 45 point game, something to bring back the balance, right? If at the end, if Mixon and Robinson both go for even 15 each and they combine for 30 and Mahomes can go for 40, they're 70. That's almost even with uh, Cousins, Patterson, and Cook. It sounds crazy, but there is a possibility that that could happen. If Patterson, you know, plays just a little under his projection or plays pedestrian, Carolina's defense is pretty good. So that's what Matt needs to do to try to keep this game close. Running backs, yes, because Cook was outstanding. I'm taking Dino Dans. Wide receivers, Cooks and Diggs against Cup and Lockett. Man, Tampa, I, their pass defense has gotten better because of the pressure they've been putting on quarterbacks. But I like Buffalo. Excuse me. Who would I rather have this week? Cooks against Seattle. And I'm actually, as of right now, unless I change my mind, I'm playing Davis Mills or David Mills against Seattle because I think he's going to go for a high-scoring game. And if he does, Cooks is going to have to get it. I can't go against Cup, and I still think Lockett will have a big game against Houston. Yeah, I'm going with Dino Dan's receivers. Diggs at times has disappeared last week, nine against New England. Now, I just remembered it was the, the terrible weather game, so don't hold that against him. Before that, he had 36, 18, and 21, so he still looks to be, you know, on the season, he's wide receiver nine. He's back as a wide receiver one category. Yeah, I will take Cup and Lockett over Cooks and Diggs, just barely, because I still think Cooks has a big game. It might even be a – no, if Cup plays 100%, no limitations, I'm taking uh, Dino's receivers. Cup is the number one receiver. Tight end, I'm going Kelsey. Let's look for Knox to make a bounce back back game. But this could be just like Mahomes if he can get close for 40, which he easily can against the Raiders, and he doubles up Cousins. Kelsey is going to be involved. So will Tyree kill, but Kelsey will be who the Raiders could not stop. And I don't see why with their coaching staff now, they're going to figure out a way to stop Kelsey again. If Kelsey goes out and gets a 20 to 30 point game, and Knox has another one of his eh, performances, that's what Matt needs. That's how Matt will make up ground on his defensive player being injured. Um, make up grounds on Cook's 48-point game. Because you got Debo Samuel Gibson. I'm taking Kelsey over Knox. I am taking Debo Samuel over Gibson, which week one I would never have done. But things have changed. I still think Gibson, Dallas' defense is better, but Gibson has had career games against Dallas Maybe Dallas breaks the, the curse. Maybe they figure out how to take him out of it. Um, but Debo Samuel has been Mr. 49er. The offense runs through him. I will take Samuel, um, even though he's only favored by less than a point over Gibson. Stafford and Henneke. Arizona, I don't know what to expect, right? Cam Newton and that Panthers destroyed Arizona. But then Arizona then goes out and has a great game the following week. So I don't know what to expect. The Rams' offense does not look great. Last week, it was against a Jag defense that you know, the offense couldn't get anything going, and the Rams got some some late 
offense pushing. So I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm t- I'm going Stafford. Yeah, you know I know Haneke could have a big game, but Stafford still is number four overall quarterback, while Haneke is number fifteen. So even with the matchup, I still think Dallas secondary is good enough. I'm going to go Stafford to do to beat Haneke by more than one point, and that could be the key here. Dino Dan has two quarterbacks who could get 18 each, while Matt has quarterbacks that can both go for 40, uh, which is just like one of Elijah's big bonuses, why he's won several games. When you've got Kyler Murray and uh, Josh Allen, you're going to win a lot of games. So, And then defense, I like the Packers this week. The Panthers at home against Atlanta, I do like that. That was a great pickup. I didn't even think of that because Atlanta has been so bad without Calvin Ridley. Right, they 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 actually moved the ball and actually did a little better last week, but they are not what they were earlier in the year. So that might have been a great pickup for Matt if he ends up winning this game. Although I do like the Packer pickup as well, but with Justin Fields playing, we'll see um, how good they do against the Bears. But the Panther pickup could end up being gigantic for Matt if they go out and really destroy and shut down Atlanta. So looking at all this. We've talked about what Matt needs to do, what the only way he's going to win, not what he needs to do, but you know what I'm saying. The only way he's going to win is Mahomes, Kelsey have to double up Knox and Cousins, right? They have to get really hammer that home to make up for the difference for Cook. And then Mixon and Robinson just combine for 40, right? Make Let's say Mixon goes 30, Robinson goes 10, whatever the case. Combine for 40, put that with Mahomes if he has a 30-point game. You get somewhere in the 70s, you can keep pace with – uh. Dino's three top guys. It looks like Dino, if if we just go off projections, Dino should win this game. I feel safe with Dino because he started out really strong, but but I don't feel like it's over. I don't. You know, if this was against um, my team, if this was against maybe even Elijah, if this was against, you know, some of the other teams that I think, I think uh, like my team, you know, I was – Hoping if, if Fryermuth went off for 20 to 30, I was going to be pushing all in on, hey, I'm going for a perfect game. He did not score enough. I needed every player to just ball out. And I know it's only one guy, um, but still, I could see this a week to where, you know, Dino could be one of the highest scorers on the week, or he could have Lockett, Knox, Gibson, Henneke all have pedestrian games, and that gigantic performance by Cook will almost be wasted. Um, depending on what happens with Elijah. So looking at it, yeah, it looks like Dino's going to win this, but I don't feel comfortable saying that. And I'm sure Dino would feel the same. He doesn't feel safe. He's probably going, yes, give me as much as you can so that, you know, any bad game my guy has, Cook can help mask that. Um, But I don't feel like this game's over yet. Right now it's 85% chance Dino wins. That's a huge number to overcome, but we just discussed how Matt could do it, and he has done it. Right, if we go through Matt's man, what 30 31 minutes in? How the heck? Man, I am talking too much about unnecessary stuff. So let's look at Matt's schedule real quick. He scored 221, 224, 199, 199, 219, 183. Now let's look at some of these. 219, he won. That's when he beat Nick. That was an outstanding game. He scored 199, and he lost to me. Uh, that that sucks. He scored 199 again, and he lost to Austin. So, I mean, look at that. Matt could easily be, with nine wins right now, fighting for double-digit wins. 
That's what I'm saying. Some man, let's see. Did he win any low scoring games? As we go through this, one sixty three. He beat Steve. That is not low scoring. One thirty nine. That that's probably it. That was I think Eric's last loss. Week nine. He scored one thirty nine. Eric scored one twenty seven. Since then, uh, Eric has not lost. He's won one, two, three, four, four straight games. Um, but that was a tough loss for Eric and a, a gigantic win for Matt to make up for the other losses. He lost 141, and he lost 148 last week. So, no, you know, those are border losses. Those aren't too bad. But uh, he really had no business winning that 139 game. That was just one of those wild weeks. But it does make up for one of his two losses at 199 points. So we've seen Matt multiple times score 200 points. As we look at Dino's team, he has done it one, two, two times, three, three times. He did it last week as well. Um, so three times he's broken 200, and he won two out of those three. So he's two and three under 200-point games, this last one being a loss. So Dino could easily say the same thing. Hey, I should have at least eight wins. That's why I'm saying it's going to be so disappointing if these guys don't make it. As you look at Elijah, I don't think he had too many 200-point games. He beat me week one, 194, and he scored 219 one time. I know he scored it at least twice. And he scored 211 to beat Christian. That's the second time, and that's it. So he has had 200-point games, and he's had back-to-back -back losses, scoring 128 and 136. So it's a huge uphill climb to try to beat Nick one of the top teams when you haven't scored, you know, you've lost two in a row where you haven't broke 140. So that's good news for Dino and Matt. Let's get to the last game because I got to be quick here. As we look at the game, 28 points for Austin and 20 for Eric. It has a projection of 180 to 174 for Austin. Quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. I am taking Aaron Rodgers at home who has owned the Chicago Bears. Russell Wilson has finally come back to being a respectable quarterback. Back-to-back 20-point -back games but they were two bad passing defenses. You know, nothing against the Niners. They're pretty good, but they do give up um, fantasy stats to quarterbacks. And he only had 20 points on him. He has not broke 300 yards since week two. And, the, and that took an overtime game. And they almost did week three as well with 298. But still, that took overtime to beat 300 yards. So that tells me that it's not so much that. It's just the offense. Uh, I don't know if he's just being inaccurate. As some of these games, you look at it. Where's his percentage? Oh, they're not showing it on there. But, yeah, I mean, 20 for 40, 14 for 26, 20 for 31. 30 for 37 last week wasn't too bad. Wilson can still have a good game. Houston, at Houston, their pass defense, uh, they've been pretty solid. You know, their offense is what's been terrible. But their d defense, maybe Wilson will have to have a big game because I'm projecting David Mills to have a gigantic game former Stanford quarterback, and I think he'll have a good game, which means Wilson might, but I'm still going Rodgers. So much safer. Elijah Mitchell and Montgomery against Aaron Jones and Najee Harris. Aaron Jones looks like he'll be healthy. Let's see. Even when he was there against Kansas City, he only had five points. Last time he played Chicago, he had 22 points. That's what Austin's looking for. Well, maybe not. Maybe Austin's going, hey, give me a 40-point game like he did against Detroit. Um but, yeah, he hasn't broken 20 points since week eight at Arizona. I still think he'll do good. It's all about Elijah Mitchell. I think Montgomery will have a good game. But the fact that Najee Harris already had 28, i got to take Austin's. If he 
excuse me, if you spot me 28 points and my other running back's Aaron Jones, I'm going to lean towards that running back crew. Because Elijah Mitchell, if healthy, I think has a good game against Cincinnati. I think he can go for 18. I think he can go for 20. We'll see. David Montgomery, what did he do last week? 31 points at home against Arizona. And they didn't look good at all with Andy Dalton's four interceptions. So I think he can be good for 15 to 20, maybe more. But I feel safe. This is just like Matt's team. I don't feel bad as long as they're playing healthy. I think Elijah Mitchell Montgomery, I feel very safe, very safe with them if my quarterback is Aaron Rodgers and my wide receivers are Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. That's what I'm saying with Eric's team. No, he does not have the, the sexiest receivers, or I mean running backs like Austin does with Harris and Jones. But he does have Tyreek Hill and Jefferson who – like I said, he had he could have had three touchdowns. This could have been a game like Dalvin Cook. This could have been a 35 to 45-point game. It didn't happen. It is what it is. At the end of the day, if you would have told Eric, hey, are you happy with 20 points? I think he would I, I think he would say yes. And I'm speaking from a guy who has Jefferson in a dynasty league. Um, I was happy with the game. It wasn't the 41 point last week, but it wasn't the 13 against San Francisco either. It wasn't the four against Dallas. Right. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. That game was such a disappointment against Dallas. I think that was Monday night. Um, yeah, it's not that he, you know, no, there was no he did not come out and lay an egg. He had seven catches, 78, 79 yards and a touchdown. Sign me up for that all day. So he got 20 points, which is awesome. And now he just needs Tyree Kill to go get him another 20, get him a 25. You know, I'm sure, of course, he's due. Tyree Kill is probably due for a 50 point game. He's had, I mean, his last 50-point game was against Philly, and he had 14, 24, 12, 27, 7 against Green Bay. That was an awful game. 26 against the Raiders, 21 against Dallas, and 5 against Denver. Denver played him outstanding last week, but I don't know what the Raiders will do. I still think Kelsey has the better game. That said, you know, look out for Hill. This could be a big, they're at home. They're playing their division rival. The Raiders need to win. They're in contention. Nothing would make the Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill more happy than to stomp all over the Raiders. So Austin has Russell Gage, who is one of the top targets now in Atlanta, and Keenan Allen on COVID. Will he be able to make it time? He does have a chance, they say. You know, I don't know. If Keenan Allen does not play, um, I'm worried for Austin. He's got Christian Kirk. He's got MVS, right? Maybe MVS. If he could pull a little bit of, uh, you know, Elijah and Nick where Nick's got Tom Brady, Elijah's got uh, Chris Godwin. MVS is not anywhere near the same importance of Chris Godwin, but maybe, you know, it's a big game for Rodgers and Schultz or Van Scant, uh, M. Valdez Scantling gets a piece of it. He could play Christian Kirk, right? They got to throw to someone. Kirk has had big games. I don't know who he's going to play if Keenan Allen's out. My point is, Tyree Kill and Jefferson are better than anything, any combination Austin can throw out. And Keenan Allen, I think, was a great grab for him. Uh, he's been the very consistent, steady receiver that he's needed. When you have the three-headed running back crew that Austin has, you you can get by with that. It's just this is the worst week of the season for the Colts to be on a bye week. You know, this is a game where Austin's like, hey, I could have had Jonathan Taylor on a bye week almost any other week and still snuck by with a win. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor had his best game of the season against Dino, and he lost. So it does not mean as much, but you really want your best guys in this week. And uh, the only thing I could say is, hey, Austin, just be happy it's not playoffs. Because no matter what, you're in the playoffs. 
and you will have Taylor, Jones, and Harris, your three-headed monster then. You don't have him this week. Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And when you have no key, if you don't have Keenan Allen, I know right now you're projected to outscore Eric by six. I'm I'm having a hard time seeing where the points are coming from. You will you will 100% need a Cole Beasley game of where he got 20 against Washington or 27 against Miami. Now he hasn't broken double digits since week nine, four straight games on, in single digits, and you're playing at Tampa. Maybe the pass rush gets there quick, and Allen either scrambles a lot or dumps it off quick to Beasley. Um, and that's what you're hoping for, some kind of game like that, because you're going to need points. And Schultz against Pitts, I know Schultz has been more consistent with the double-digit games, with the you know, the 10, the 11, the 15, the 9, you know, had two against Atlanta. But I'm, I'm going Pitts here. I know Pitts has failed to deliver since, you know, his last good game was Week 10 against Dallas, and that was 11 points. But he's just – he's getting so many targets. They're going to bound to be more touchdowns. I'm so shocked that he only has one touchdown on the year when he was drafted to help them with the red zone, right? That was one of their weaknesses. They take out, you know, uh, Julio Jones was not as effective the last few years, getting older, injured. So you get Kyle Pitts, Mr. Red Zone Threat. And honestly, when we I watch Falcon games, there's times they don't even look at him. They're trying to get it into Gage. They're trying to get into uh, – who's the other receiver? Cephas, some weird thing. They're trying to get it to Cordell or Patterson. They're just not getting it to Pitts. And I don't know if it's because the defense is taking them out or what. But I want Pitts this week regardless. T. Higgins or Beasley. Higgins, is he injured? He's He was back on the practice field yesterday. That's good. After having two back-to-back incredible games, I cannot believe he did that to the Chargers. What an outstanding performance last week. And now he gets San Francisco. Austin's got to be hoping for a Jamar Chase week or a – Joe Mixon week, whatever it takes, you know, to not let it be this. Actually, no, you don't even want it to be a Joe Mixon. Oh, yeah, you do. This is Austin. This is not Dino. I was going to say Dino and Matt do not want Joe Mixon because that is Elijah's guy. And he, Wait, who's Joe Mixon? Oh, no, that, isn't that? That's Matt's guy. Yeah, okay, Matt wants it. Dino does not want it. Um, so Austin and Dino are both hoping the other Bengal players. Maybe you can both combine your uh, hatred, as Darth Vader always says, combined uh, hatred uh, and push it on to Jamar Chase. Have Jamar Chase get all the stats, right? He gets all the plays and then Mixon and Higgins gets nothing. And that would benefit both of you. You guys can combine up on hatred. So, but yeah, Higgins or Beasley, I am taking Higgins just on the fact that he has had two great games while Beasley has not had a great one in a month, but Beasley is, can do it. You know, I feel safe with him. I feel safe with the 12 to 15 points. Uh, I don't always feel as safe with Higgins, even though he's been outstanding, because he's had a couple games where seven points, five points against the Raiders, where he could vanish too. Um, but I like Higgins just barely. Beasley, I still think, can, can get something done. Tannehill at home against Jacksonville or Burrow. I like both quarterbacks. I would feel safer, right, seeing how Burrow is questionable and he did not have his best game against the Chargers. But seeing both of them, I feel safer with Tannehill, the vet, and going against Jacksonville, a division rival. And also the Bengals can never find ways to beat the 49ers. I Trust me, I know this as a Bengal fan. It is very hard for them to beat the 49ers, regardless of any era you are in. Um, but maybe Burrow can get it done this time. But I, I like Tannehill a little more, but I will say push. 
Defenses, you figured out yourself. They're all solid, all solid. They're all good. Um, and it's like you can't, even though the Bucks are playing the Bills, you can't bench them, right? They had 31 against Indianapolis, 26 against the Giants. Even when they're playing a pretty respectable, not the Giants, but decent enough offense, they still go out and play pretty well. So you can't bench them, and you can't bench the Niners because they have great pass rushers. You know, they might give up points. They can give up points like they did 22 against Chicago and still get 22 fantasy points. They gave up 28 last week to Seattle and still had 23 23 fantasy points. So, yeah, figure out the defense. Breaking it down, honestly, honestly, looking at this, I feel at this point, remember they're giving Keenan Allen 17 points. If Keenan Allen plays, then I could see this being – a closer game. If Keenan Allen does not play, I cannot see why Eric would not win this game. Right? I just broke it down. Taking out the defenses where the Bucks could maybe the Bucks destroy Buffalo. I don't see it, but maybe they do or they give up maybe they get a, some defensive t- touchdowns and the Bucks get 30 points. That could help all, you know, we've talked about that till, you know, the cows come home, if that's the expression, I don't know. But uh the Bucks, we've talked about how they could a defense can help you mask some bad, bad play. Well, with Beasley, Schultz, Keenan Allen, and Gage, I, I don't see them mustering the same amount of points as Jefferson, Hill, Pitts, and Higgins. And we're not even talking about Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers. He, he needs, Austin needs a 25 or more point game from Aaron Jones, not a 16-point game. He needs a 30-point game from Russell Wilson not a 20-point game. I think Austin needs that. If he gets that, then yes, I could see Austin winning. If he doesn't, if Russell Wilson gets 20, if Aaron Jones gets 17, I don't see Keenan Allen if he plays and Gage. Maybe if Allen plays, like I said, it all comes if he plays. But I don't see Allen and Gage and Schultz and Beasley combining for enough points to give Austin 180. Now, maybe he gets it somewhere else. Like I said, maybe the Bucks. Maybe Joe Burrow goes off and actually throws for 400 yards. You know, it's all possible. Maybe White for Tampa has an outstanding game and makes some big turnovers. It's all possible. But I'm just looking at this going, you told me, show me these two rosters. I feel safer with Eric's team even after the Najee Harris game because Jefferson still did his job, 20 points. And I think, yeah, I just feel like this is a week that Eric's going to win this. If I had to project, I would think Eric wins this. Now, Keenan Allen plays. If he doesn't play, I feel like Eric's going to win. If Keenan Allen does play, I know it sounds stupid like, oh, Keenan Allen, what if he has 19 or 20 points? Well, if he doesn't, what if Gage has seven? And what if whoever Austin throws in, MVS, what if he goes for 12? They combine for 19. Keenan Allen alone can get over 19 against the Giants. He can go for 25. So that's why it is a huge difference because I still think Aaron Jones is going to have a good game. I still think Russell Wilson, you know, he, Austin is going to get his points. But Eric's overall roster looks like this week because of Mac Jones on a bye week, Jonathan Taylor on a bye week, Michael Pittman on a bye week, Darius Leonard on a bye week. I mean, he's got sometimes Jacoby Myers plays. If you look at Austin's team, right, he's got, let's see, Russell Wilson now usually plays Burrow and Wilson. Mac Jones occasionally, but, and Mac has been playing outstanding. But let's just hypothetically say for the majority of the season, Austin has four starters. Myers, once he got Keenan Allen, Myers was in and out, but still, Austin has four starters on a bye week this week. 
Eric has one, Gaskins. Now that's no one's fault. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not, this is not an excuse. We all draft our team and we, we, that's the way it goes. You know, we've all had bye weeks. Every one of us say, oh man, we, whatever the case may be. If you sit there and go, oh man, I lost the division because I had bye weeks. If I don't think, I would hope Austin would not say that. If you lose this game, you lost the division because you lost to Eric week two when you scored like 129 or whatever it was, right? You lost the division because you lost to Dino in a gigantic game where your team played great, but everyone else, I mean, Jonathan Taylor played great, but the majority of your roster all pooped the bed that day. They were almost all single digits. You know, maybe, could you have played someone else? Yeah, if you, you, you know it. You looked in your roster. You could say, dude, if I'd played this, if I'd played that, yes, you would have won that week. So to only lose three games, you, if that happens, hang your head up. But the fact that Eric would, would have won, lost only three games as well, you know, you guys finished tie and he swept you. That's what it came down to. A, a bit of bad luck, bad timing. You know, it's just sometimes it is just bad timing. Um, but it definitely is not because of the bye week. Because, you know, you got to have backups. And you do. I think you do. I think you got Aaron, the fact that you had Najee, Aaron Jones. You got Burrow and Wilson. Um, you got a good defensive player in the Bucks. You have the talent on there to score 200 points this week. You just, I just looking at both teams, you know, if I had money, I would think even after the Thursday night game, I feel safer with Eric's rosters with his superstar. His players have better ceiling potential while yours. Uh, I don't see the ceiling. They need to stretch it and, and reach a lot more. They need to have a lot more happen to reach their points as opposed to Eric's team. Now, 100% I've been wrong a dozen times, so we can, I can still be wrong. We'll find out and see. Um, I think that's it. All right, we broke that down. We looked at Dino's. Uh, I, I look at Dino's team. I feel like this might be his week. You know, this could be where he gets, he gets in. He wins this division. I don't know, though. I still, the fact that if Cousins had like a 25 or 30-point game, I'd feel a little better. Mahomes has a great matchup against the Raiders. Robinson, let me listen to this. Mahomes, Robinson, Mixon, Cooks. Cooks at this point, who's been outstanding. What is he? He's a wide receiver too. He's number 23. Uh, He's come off a little from what's starting the year, but he's still good. Diggs, Kelsey, Samuel, Stafford. Why on earth reading that? And some of the matchups are good. Now, some are bad. Diggs against Tampa. uh, If, you know, their, their defense has been playing better. I still think Diggs can go for 20. But looking at this, and then you go, Patterson, Cup, Lock. I love Patterson, love Cup. And then that everyone else is I like, I like Lockett. But you go on Dino's bench, I like Connor, I like uh, Chubb. I love, I love Chubb. But I would be, I got cold feet. I'm the same as Dino. It's like how, you, you want to play Chubb, right? This, this is the time of the year, November, December. It's cold. They're gonna run the ball. You want to play Chubb, you know? Maybe, and then you go. Fool me once, shame on, on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I don't think Dino wants to go through that again, seeing how just two weeks ago he had eight carries for 16 yards, five points. Now, watch him go for 30. And if Dino loses, he's going to punch himself in the, you know, in the gut, saying, why did I do that? But you've you got to make your decisions, and it's tough. And Dino's exactly what I said earlier in the year, where it's like, get ready, Dino, for um, – decision getting, you know, not Armageddon, but decision getting where you're just like, man, no matter what I choose, I'm going to leave points on the, the bench. 
Noah Font, Hollywood Brown, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Connor, and Wilson. That is a starting roster for any team in this league. If Mario had that roster, I would think he has he would be a playoff team and he would be in contention for next year with some draft picks, right? With some free agents, because he can keep those guys on contracts if he could. That is a good team, and that is on your bench, and you cannot play them all. So I it's you know what? Pick your poison. Um, but if if you're looking at it, Connor, Cooper, Brown, I would feel the same, you know, with Lockett, because we know Lockett can go off. And Wilson's been targeting Lockett more than Metcalf, it seems. Um, Hollywood Brown, he's a he's a top what what is he ranked? 17. He's a wide receiver too. He's been awesome. But there's times where, you know, they don't go to him. So do, who do you bench? Do you bench you it's so tough, man. It's so tough going to your team. And then looking at Matt's, I think right now, if if we were coming in fresh, I would feel like looking at this whole roster that I would feel safer with Matt's team. Stafford over Henneke, Debo over Gibson, Kelsey over Knox, Diggs over Lockett. Cup, I would favor over uh, even Diggs for Matt. Running backs, before this game, remember, Cook uh, had not been playing incredible, right? Let's look at him. I know he got injured, but he had 14 points last week. Three weeks in a row, 20 points. So, yeah, he's been playing incredible. But no no one saw this. No one saw a 200-yard game. Um, but Cook and Patterson, Robinson and Mixon, I might have even said, okay, I'm leaning because of Cook has a home game against the Steelers, but it's close to a push, right? And Cook really, really helped Dino get an advantage on that Thursday night game. Mahomes or Cousins? The fact that Mahomes is playing the Raiders and not the Broncos, not the the the, the Bills, it's one of those teams I might actually say, hey, it's a push. But at this stage against the Raiders and what he did to him last time, going through that game, I can't, you know, Dino's got a 64-point lead and has an 85% chance to win. So why do I still feel like Matt can win that game, breaking it down? I don't know more than the experts. I don't know more than Sleeper. But looking at that, I feel like Matt's team could make up the difference because Dino got it on two guys and the rest of his team does not mean it's going to read its meet its projection. Matt lost out on a lot of points, but we just saw that last week when Nick had no defensive player against me and scored over 200. So looking at Matt's team, I could see him breaking 200 again. So, yeah, I feel safe. I feel like Eric's team should win this game. Austin could. He's got a slight edge. And it's all going to come down to Keenan Allen, to me, how close that game is. And Dino might. Looks like he should win. 85% chance. I still feel like right now, if if you told me who, what team roster would I want, I would want Mats going into this week. I would want Mats. But if you said, hey, you're going to get Dino's roster with those points, I would take it because that's 66 points. How could you not? take 66 points on two guys sign me up but i would be nervous still i would be nervous if you were if you were playing elijah if dino was playing uh not eric not austin both of them look good if you were playing maybe mario christian steve myself brian if you were playing one of those teams i would feel very safe if i was dino playing matt eric austin and nick i would not feel safe those four teams. Those four teams have been just outstanding the last month of the season. So that's it. As we broke it down, I am done. And oh my gosh, I, I swear to you right now, I thought I was going to look at it and say 40 minutes, 42 minutes. 
if my wife's awake, I'm going to be dead. If she's asleep, I don't know. I might just turn it everything off and let her go to sleep. Um, have a great time. That's it. It's Friday. We're done. Uh, I will not do a podcast again until I'll probably do one Sunday night. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent Sunday night, because if we have anything on the line with Monday night football, we just talked about Stafford, Cooper cup, the guys that are playing, um, Arizona, Elijah with Kyler Murray. There's going to be so much, maybe, maybe on the line. Um, so far our season has ended on a very dramatic ending. So why would we not think the season regular season ends on dramatic situations? Uh, so you will hear from me Monday morning until then though, have a great weekend. I'm, uh, I'm back working Saturday. Ugh, I hate working Saturdays. Um, got to work this Saturday. I just got stuck four to midnight next week, which I'm not loving. I'm going to miss the Saturday games. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other story with my job. Sometimes how you get stuck. That's a load of garbage. But anyways, it's for overtime, but still, I hate working Saturdays. Um, so I got to work this Saturday. Uh, you know, I had two weeks off, so I can't really complain. But for everyone else, have a great Friday. Enjoy your Friday night. Uh, Eric, hopefully we we're, me and Aiden, we're trying, your son Aiden, we're trying to get last week. We got Jackbox 7 and Jackbox 3. We played it a couple times, and um, we're trying to get it to where we can do, I don't know if it's because we got a PS5 and Aiden has a PS4. We were trying to do uh, screen share. We can do it with some games, and if we did screen share, we can all play house to house against each other. That would be fun. Um, but, yeah, we probably will do that tomorrow night or tonight, Friday night, me and the family here. Um, but other than that, yeah. I uh, can't wait for Sunday. We got so many good games. I hope you guys have a great Friday night. Do something fun. Spend time with your family. Have a great weekend. And I will talk to you Monday. Peace.